Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope everyone's having a great day today. I know I am. Just want to give a couple of shout-outs before we get started with the show. want to shout-out my man, Danny Diaz, who does the edits for us and is going to be doing edits for us in the future. You know, we make some edits for the guys we interview, and we post them on Instagram. Make sure to check him out. I tag his account every time I post his edit. He has a great page, so be sure to check it out. I just want to also give a shout-out to all the moms out there as, uh, today as I'm recording this. It's Mother's Day, so I just want to show some love and uh, shout-out all the moms for your hard work and I know this is a difficult time then every mom out there is probably uh, struggling in some way but we appreciate everything you guys do for us and all the love you guys give for us and a uh, shout out to my mom for being the greatest person in my life and the greatest uh, role model I've ever had and uh, yeah so let's get on with the show guys. Alright, what's going on everybody? Back at you with another episode of Quarantine Football. I hope everyone's having a lovely Sunday afternoon. I know I am. Uh, I got my co-host Nate, like always, with me recording with us today. What's good, Nate? Yo, what's going on, guys? Uh, I'm having a good day as usual, you know, uh, making my best out of this quarantine. And I hope you guys are too. Uh, I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, me too, man. You know, we're going to talk some uh, AFC Norse, uh, you know, talk about all the team's drafts, all their uh, the players that they got, just give them some grades and just talk some good old football per usual. And uh, today we have a special guest on the show to talk with us, Steelers fan and a good friend of mine, Sincere. What's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, man? Um, everything's fine. I'm staying quarantined. I'm staying healthy. I'm staying safe. Um, all the good old stuff. And um, this draft was all though like a few weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready for my, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, rookies to, you know, make an impact on the field as soon as possible. So, Yes, sir, definitely. You know, I, 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 for me, I was a fan of the Steelers draft, but we're going to talk about that later in the episode, obviously, when we get to the Steelers. But first, we're going to start out with the good old Baltimore Ravens, probably not Sincere's favorite team, but, you know, we got to talk about every team in this uh, AFC North division. So I'm going to list out the uh, picks for the Ravens and who they took. I'll give my analysis on it, and then we'll hear what you guys got to say. So starting out round one, we got Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU. Round two, J.K. Dobbins, running back, Ohio State. Round three, Justin Matabuke, defensive tackle from Texas A&M. Devin Duvernay, wide receiver from Texas. Malik Harrison, linebacker from Ohio State. Tyree Phillips, offensive guard in Mississippi State, all in round three. So pretty crazy. They had four uh, third-round picks. That's just insane. And then uh, round four, Ben Bredson, offensive guard from Michigan. Round five, Broderick Washington, defensive tackle from Texas Tech. Round six, James Proshi, I think is how you say his name, uh, wide receiver from uh, SMU. And round seven, Geno Stone, safety from Iowa. Uh, Personally, I hate the Ravens. I have a friend who's a diehard Ravens fan, and it really annoys me because he's always talking about them, and he's extremely biased. And it pains me to say this, that the Ravens had, they had an A-plus draft, you know, getting Patrick Queen at pick 28, who was regarded even as a top 20 pick for uh, some teams, is just wild. He's probably the second or the best linebacker out of this draft. So I just think that's that's an A-plus pick right there. And then getting J.K. Dobbins to fill in that uh, 
backup role and also probably take over the starting role for that team in the future is insane also. And then, like I said, you know, the four third round picks that they had, they got all, all four players. There are all solid players. You know, Justin Matabuke is a great defensive tackle. And to get him in the third round when he was regarded as a second round talent player is a steal. Same with uh, Duvernay and Malik Harrison. Those picks were really, really good. And then my, one of my favorite picks in the draft was uh, the round six pick of uh, James Prochet, the wide receiver at SMU. He is a really good talent. And I think getting him in uh, the sixth round is a great value pick right there. What do you think about this one Nate yeah I mean for me I think this is a pretty good draft uh I don't know if I would I don't know if I would give it an A plus just right off the bat but I would say it's more in an A range for me I think they definitely they nailed the pick with uh Patrick Queen I think that was an outstanding pick for them obviously it was my highest graded linebacker on the board so obviously a good pick there they needed the linebacker help and they got it uh and then the rest of the draft, the story was just kind of retooling this offense around Lamar Jackson. So uh, you saw the pick with J.K. Dobbins. He could definitely be a fourth. It's always uh, it's always an interesting proposition when someone takes a running back in the first two rounds. But I think this is a team where they're already at the level where they're going to compete regardless of who they take in the second round. So taking a running back that could really add some uh, some real explosiveness to that offense. Someone who had 2,250 scrimmage yards and 23 touchdowns, averaging 6.9 yards a touch. Uh, you know, that's something that you always like to see stats in college, you know, they're putting it up, you know, they could bring that to the NFL level and JK Dobbins. I think they nailed that pick a couple other picks later on that. I wanted to kind of spotlight. I really like, uh, two of their third round picks. So one of those was Devin DuVernay, uh, out of Texas. He had 1,386 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, well, 10 total touchdowns from scrimmage. One was rushing. And I think that he he looked really good on tape, really good route runner, really crisp routes. And um, I think he's going to be a really good deep threat for that Ravens team. And when they have Lamar Jackson, who definitely wants to continue to air out the ball, that's going to be huge for them. And then the the last pick that I really want to highlight from this draft is uh, Tyree Phillips. I think Tyree Phillips is actually like a starting caliber guy that they got in the third round there. Uh, He's huge. He's really built like a tank, 6'5", 331 pounds. Uh, massive guy, and he's really going to help out in pass blocking. Uh, he uses his hands really effectively on the offensive line, and he just uh, he stops defensive linemen right in their tracks. So I'm excited to see how he does in the NFL, and this is an A draft for me. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely in the A range. Uh, how do you feel about this one, Sincere? Well, well, first thing first, sadly, we have to go against the Ravens twice every year. Uh, we got to deal with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and that crazy, you know, stellar pistol offense. Um, like I said, um, this this draft was it was really good. You know what I'm saying? They really like Ozzie Newsom, like their former um, general manager. They left he left a big blueprint to like you know how the Ravens should draft and everything else. Um, I love the first pick, Patrick Queen, the linebacker at LSU. He just he looks he reminds me of a still, and it's just like. We we gonna I'm I'm gonna talk about the first round pick like our first our first round pick making Fitzpatrick later on. Um, I feel as though like like the, what the Ravens did they just added speed. Um, they added speed. Uh, they got studs. You know, what I'm saying they got you know they addressed the um offensive guard because Marshall Yonda he um retired like the last off season or this off season. So they had a big fill in need, and they got him in the fourth round. Their eventual, like his eventual replacement in the fourth round, and um, wide receiver, it just got better. Linebacker as well, they doubled down on Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen. 
Um, they doubled down on defensive tackle as well. And they got Calais Campbell, so they got depth in defensive tackle, depth in linebacker now, depth in offensive line, and, like, another depth in uh, wide receiver as well. And they got uh, Geno Stone, the safety out of Iowa, which is, like, a your typical box safety. But, you know what I'm saying, this uh, this is an A draft. I'll give it an A. Not an A-plus, but an A. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I agree everything that you said. They just they just improved. Like, you know, they didn't even have a whole lot to work with to, in, to begin with before the draft. They made some trades, and every pick was just it just made sense. Like every every pick. That's just why I give it an A plus. I think they got great value out of every pick that they made. You know. Yeah, and unfortunately for AFC North fans, I think that uh, this Ravens team, they didn't even need an A-plus draft this year. They didn't need that like fantastic draft to still compete next year because they have so much explosiveness already. But they're only improving now, and it's going to be really rough uh, for teams in that division to play against them twice a year. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking well. forward to it. Steelers <laughs> fans as well, sadly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a little question. Who do you guys think will be better in the NFL, uh, Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'll let I'll let uh I'll let Nate go first. Yeah, uh, I would say Patrick Queen. Honestly, I think that Patrick Queen, he's he's a little bit smaller. I think that's the big concern here. Is like that just that he might not have the size to really translate to the NFL level. But I really I'm not too concerned about that. Like he definitely has a powerful build. I uh, had he was really dominant in both the run game and the coverage game last year. Not necessarily a pass rusher at all, but you don't really need that from your middle linebacker spot too often. Uh, he had 12 tackles for loss. He was always in the backfield. And he just has the speed to blow up plays, and the Ravens' defense is kind of trying to build around that speed. So I think that in terms of success, the NFL level is definitely going to be Patrick Queen. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Kenneth Murray was regarded as, like, a extremely good – obviously all the first-round picks were regarded as extremely good players. But, you know, Kenneth Murray was just talked about how much of a leader he is. And his mentality, I you know, I think that's a big part in the NFL. You know, having that that type of leadership mentality is a big big factor in your games. In my opinion, I think Kenneth Murray is going to be better. But that's also me rooting against the Ravens because I hate the Ravens personally. <laughs> Honestly, just Nate knows how much I hate him. It's it's awful. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to move on to the Bengals now. Obviously, the Bengals, they had the first overall pick, and we all knew they were going to take Joe Burrow. So that was their first overall pick. Round two, they took T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Round three, they took Logan Wilson, linebacker out of Wyoming. Round four, they took Akeem Davis Gather, I think is how you say his name. I'm not too sure, but linebacker from Appalachian, uh, Appalachian State. They took Khalid Kareem, defensive end from Notre Dame in round five. Round six, they took Hakeem Adenji, Adenji, I think I say his name, uh, offensive guard from Kansas. Round seven, they took Marcus Bailey, linebacker from Purdue. And obviously with the Bengals, you know, being the first overall pick, you're going to take the best player on the board or best player to, you know, build your franchise around. So all of us don't, we don't really expect the Bengals to be that Big, that good of a team next year being the worst team in the league last season but this draft only it only improves uh their team you know getting joe burrow to be that franchise quarterback hopefully for them is obviously that's an a plus pick joe burrow had one of the best seasons in college of all time and i think he's going to be an incredible quarterback and then getting t higgins off right off the bat in the second round is at just adding another weapon for burrow you know they already have uh tyler boyd John Ross, Auden Tate, obviously uh, John Ross and 
Auden Tate aren't like superstars, but they're very serviceable wide receivers. And T. Higgins just adds to that group. It just adds a lot of talent. And he could fit in at that two, three role for them. So I really like that pick. And then another personal favorite of mine is uh, Khalid Kareem in the fifth round. I think he's a very good defensive end out of uh, Notre Dame. And I wanted the Giants to take him personally, but obviously that didn't happen. But I really like that pick for the Bengals there. I'd have to give this draft, I'd give it a B. You know, obviously it's not going to be like an A, A plus just because the Bengals are still probably not going to be that good next year, but this still only improves their team. What do you think, Nate? Uh, Yeah, so this draft for me, I agree with you. I think it was definitely a pretty good draft. I'm going to grade it slightly higher though, just because I think this Joe Burrow pick, I mean, they could have... They could have messed this up a little bit by not taking Joe Burrow, by trading down or something. I think Joe Burrow is a generational talent. I think we need to give them at least some credit for taking him, uh, even though it seemed like the obvious pick. I mean, it's just crazy what he was able to do last year as a senior at LSU. Uh, he had, just to remind everyone, he had 5,671 yards and 60 touchdowns to only six interceptions. Like, seeing that kind of production at the college level, that just doesn't happen. And to see that possibly translate to the NFL level and having a franchise cornerstone for the Bengals to build around, that's something that you always want to see. And I think Bengals fans are going to be really excited about that. And then going out in the uh, in the second round, they got T. Higgins. And T. Higgins is going to be a good weapon. I don't think he's honestly – he's not one of my favorite wide receivers in this class – just because I think that he relied a lot on the like on the big playability in college, and he might not be able to get that same like those same consistent the same consistency of big plays. Like he had 19.8 yards per catch. He only had 59 catches, but that translated to 1,200 yards almost. Uh, and you don't really see that kind of thing too often consistently in in the NFL. So I don't know how his production is going to really work out there. But they definitely needed a wide receiver, and having Joe Burrow to him will definitely help. So uh, I like that, and I like that they retooled their linebacker core later on too. So honestly, this is going to be like an A-B minus plus type draft for me. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely – it was a good draft, obviously, and I think there's a – you know, it's obviously an improvement, like I've said a million times, but, you know, just, just a good draft for the Bengals. What do you think, uh, Sincere? Yeah, I'm going to give it a um, B-plus. Um, Joe Pearl pick, um, the quarterback for LSU – um, what I really like for him is just like he really made like his plays like all like month like when it's like on the run when he like when it's like out of the pocket I I feel as though those plays right there that really stood out from like the rest of them because like the other quarterback they stood in the pocket they stay in like a clean healthy pocket but the LS, LSU pocket it was their like offensive line was okay but at the same time he could still make plays off the off the run you know what I'm saying he's like somewhat athletic enough to like you know what I'm saying run it for like a few yards or something like that. Um, plus, he went against, you know, the top dogs in the SEC. You know what I'm saying? SEC is like a, one of the Power Five conferences in uh, college football. So he already proved himself and stuff like that. Um, T. Higgins, um, like you said, Nate, the 19.8 yards per 19, – 19 yards after the catch, I feel so it's going to go down tremendously because, you know what I'm saying, it's college football is, like, different from, like, you know, pro football. So, like, the, trans, the, the transition from college to football – College football to national football, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a slow, but you know what I'm saying? If he can put it all together, if he can beat man coverage, then he can be fine. Um Logan Wilson, I really like I really like. Um King Davis guy there, really liked him. Um Khalid Kareem, I don't know much about him. Um, but those though overall, like the whole draft, their whole um Bengals draft, it was good. Um, what I really felt they should have done was um at least address like the guard, offensive guard or like center. 
because we all know that um, one of their um, offensive line went down last year, like the guy from Alabama. So he's going to be coming back fresh. But in the meantime, you still want to protect your franchise quarterback. So I would give this a B plus, a solid draft. Yeah, it was definitely was solid. I agree with you about the offensive line part. I think they should have addressed it in this draft. Their offensive line is definitely bottom five in the league. But, uh, you know, like you said, they lost their uh, top pick last year, Jonah Williams, in the preseason or I think training camp. I forget which one to some season ending injury, which really, you know, it sucked for them. But he's going to come back this year and he's definitely a very talented O-lineman. So, you know, it, it can only go up go up from here for the Bengals, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree about that in, in that interior offensive line statement. Like, not only did they lose him last year, they also, uh, over the last, like, two or three years, they've lost both Clint Bowling and Kevin Zeitler, who are both, like, far above average players uh, on the interior of the offensive line. So they've had the interior offensive line help, but now that they don't have it, I think that they're really going to miss that this year, especially because they didn't address it in the draft. Yeah, it really it just it stinks for them, but... Like, like we've all said, you know, it, it's really only up from here for the Bengals. They're not going to be anything special next year unless they somehow just pull a rabbit out of the hat and are just like 11-5 and five or some crazy record like that, but highly doubt that. But overall, just, just a good draft from the Bengals. Really like this one. So I'm going to move on to the good old Cleveland Browns. Shout out to Cleveland. Sorry that your team is terrible, but it's only going up from here. But they also say that every year. However, their draft, I really liked personally. I'll go over their picks. Round one, 10th overall, they took Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle from Alabama. Round two, Grant Delpit, safety from LSU. Round three, they had two picks. They took Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle from Missouri, and Jacob Phillips, linebacker from LSU. Round four, they took Harrison Bryant, tight end from Florida Atlantic. Round five, they took Nick Harris, center from Washington. And round six, they took Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver from Michigan. Or no, I think that that was either six or seven, but I think round six. But you know the Browns here. This is a really good draft, and like Nate and I have mentioned multiple times in past episodes, this is this is a prove it year in my opinion for Baker Mayfield. He has all the pieces. He has a great O line. He has three, I th- in my opinion, three solid tight ends now with uh, Hooper, um, Njoku, and now Harrison Bryant is a great tight end too. At least in college, he was. So I think that's great. And then their wide receivers, they have Odell, they have Jarvis, and I think getting Donovan Peoples Jones in round six was an absolute steal for them. He was he was a five star recruit coming from a uh, high school and going to Michigan. You know, Michigan didn't really. Uh, they did a poor job developing him and uh, putting him in good situations, but I think he's a great talent. I see him succeeding in the NFL. And then uh, another personal favorite pick of mine was Grant Delpit, the safety from LSU in round two. I think at pick 44, that's an absolute steal. He was regarded by some as a first-round talent, just the injury issues. It was bad for him. So I think that's a great value pick in uh, round two, and I give this draft a uh, – I'll give it a B-plus or A-minus in my opinion. What do you think about it, Nate? Yeah, I mean, for this for this draft, I think it was definitely pretty good, especially just because they got Dedrick Wills with their first pick, and I had him graded as my number one tackle in this draft, and they still got him at number 10, uh, which is, like, really fantastic for them, honestly. And then also getting Grant Delpit in the second round, I think that was an absolute steal. I don't really love their late-round picks, so that's going to bring this draft grade, honestly, down to, like, a B-plus, A-minus, just like the Bengals draft. Uh, but yeah, those first two picks, I think they really knocked it out of the park there. I think that those are going to be two impact players. 
Yeah, definitely. I really like the first two picks and also the wide receiver pick in round six. Uh, what do you think about this one, Sincere? Um, I really, I really did like their draft. Um, like you said, Ryan. Um, I'll give their like their draft. Um, like a B plus to an A minus range. Um, they really did address the Jedrick Wills. Um, the offensive tackle because Baker Mayfield he was running like crazy last season. Um, Brent Delpit, I really do like him. Um, only thing with him it was like tackling issues or tackling inconsistency. Um, Jordan Elliott, the defensive tackle from Missouri. Um, just more depth. Um, Jacob Phillips, um, raw like project uh, linebacker, off ball middle linebacker. Will we're saying linebacker? Here's <laughs> um, <laughs> Brian. He could um, learn behind um, David and Joku and um, newly acquired um, free agent um, Austin Hooper, um, Nick Harris, center from Washington. More depth, and um, I really do like and I really do like uh, Donovan Donovan Peoples Jones, the wide receiver from Michigan. Um, he's like a lot of, like a little bit underrated because like. This draft class for wide receivers is just, like, so many. It's, like, really pick your poison, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, like, the, the Browns had a really good draft. Um, My favorite just pick from the draft was just Jedrick Wills, you know what I'm saying? Just addressing that offensive line, especially, you know, protecting, you know, Baker Mayfield and stuff. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, you know, you know, you said the uh, for the wide receiver, it's like pick your poison. That's exactly what it's pretty much like. There's so many good, so many elite and great college wide receivers in this draft. It's like okay, like this one does that, but then this one does that. They're all just like great, and it's really just like pick your poison pretty much. And I think uh, Donovan Peoples Jones is a great talent. I think it's mostly I, I'm gonna have to blame Michigan for the reason why he wasn't really that successful there. I think that's uh, largely in part because of uh, Shea Patterson and Michigan's coaching staff. So I think I think Jones will, will have a great career for the Browns, and I hope he does, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely – I have to agree with that on all those counts. Like these wide receivers in this draft, there are some fantastic ones for sure. Uh, obviously, I've said it multiple times on this podcast before that when there are wide receivers that aren't putting up huge numbers in college, that could definitely be a red flag. Uh, just because if they're not putting up putting it up in college, then how are they possibly going to get there in the NFL? However, I'm willing to make an exception for Donovan Peoples Jones just because he he looked really good on field. It's kind of it's kind of mystifying as to why. Michigan didn't use him more often because he really looked like a super talented wide receiver there and he didn't put up the numbers, but this is one of my exceptions in this draft class where I still think he's a very talented wide receiver and he'll definitely add to that outstanding core that they already have there. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And I'm glad we agree because, you know, when we agree, everything runs smoothly. So got to love that. So now we're going to move on to the Steelers, the most anticipated team that we're going to talk about right now because our boy Sincere, the good old Steelers fan, so I'm going to go over their picks, and then I'll let Sincere give his thoughts first, hear what he has to say, since he is a Steelers fan here. So round two, the Steelers did not have a first-round pick. Obviously, they traded that for Minka Fitzpatrick, which was a great trade in my opinion. That's pretty much a first-round pick right there. He's amazing. But round two, they took uh, Chase Claypool, wide receiver from Notre Dame. Round three, they took Alex Highsmith, edge rusher from Charlotte. Round four, Anthony McFarlane, running back from Maryland, and Kevin Dotson, offensive guard from Louisiana. Round six, Antoine Brooks, safety out of Maryland. And round seven, Carlos Davis, defensive tackle out of Nebraska. Sincere, I want to hear your thoughts on this, man. How would you feel about this draft? Um, I felt as though our draft 
the Pittsburgh Steelers draft, <laughs> which is my team. Um, our draft was a solid B. I'll give a solid B, B plus because we really addressed all the needs, not all, all of the needs, but most of the needs that, you know, saying that we have questions of, you know, saying, you know, for the future and stuff. For instance, the wide receiver, because we don't know, like, if we're going to, like, you know, say franchise tag Juju Smith-Schuster next year. Uh, we still want to like another wide receiver because I trust I trust our wide receivers like uh, receivers coach um, and developing Chase Claypool. I like Chase Claypool when I watch film on him. He just like reminds me of a big body version of DK Metcalf. You know, saying coming out of college, you know, what I'm saying they were similar speed, similar size, similar height, similar everything. They ran like the similar same route tree. It's just the only difference was that. DK Metcalf, which is much more physical, much more bigger, much more, a little bit more, you know, stronger and stuff. Um, Alex Highsmith, the outside linebacker from Charlotte. Um, I would say this is like another, like our third, um, our third uh, edge rusher, because we don't know, like we're going to like sign, resign um, Bud Dupree to a, like a big, big um, extension or big contract because he's on a franchise tag and everything else, and he just had one like great, you know, balled out season and stuff. So we don't know with that. Um, Anthony McFarlane Jr., um, one thing I really like from him is that he has speed, 4-4 speed, something that we did not have in a while. Last time we had that was <laughs> Willie Parker, um, James Conner, uh, Benny Snell. They're like similar running backs. I feel as though our change of pace running back, you know, before we drafted Anthony McFarlane um, was Kareth White-James. Um, I feel as though that was like, okay, we let's see what we got with him. But – I love Anthony McFarland. Uh, Kevin Dotson, he's a like a fur, movie movie furniture man. Um, one thing I really like liked about him was, you know, he's a Steelers fan, and like when you're drafted by the team that you really like, you're gonna like give every get every like energy, every amount of energy, every percentage of you to that organization, just make it happen and stuff. My only concern with him is it's pass pro. He was never really you know tested in pass pro. Well, the film that I saw. But in run defense and run, um, yeah, run offense. When he pulls, when he counters, when he does trap, when he does wham, oh, he's he he knows how to he, he moves people. Once he gets his hands on you, oh, you moving back. Um, Antoine Brooks Jr. Um, it's just depth in uh in the safety safety tandem. Um, he's more of like a box safety, which was um, Terrell Emmons was doing and stuff like that because Minka's our free safety. He's our true free safety. Um, make it's not going nowhere, but um, I feel as though Antoine Brooks, Antoine Brooks Jr. could be used more like, like in three safety sets and everything else. Um, and Carlos Davis, um, the D tackle from Nebraska. One thing that really stood out for me is like he he ran a four eight one a D tackle, a D tackle running a four eight one. That's very fast, very fast for a D tackle, three hundred something pounds as well. So. One thing I really liked about this draft was that we had it added more speed because now we're going against Cleveland. We face in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Baltimore twice a year, and just, they're just getting faster. So we just got to you know get fast with them as well in order for us to you know have a, a chance of win, hopefully winning the cop, winning the uh, the AFC North division this year. So yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that you made some really good points. I mean, it's obvious that like the the Steelers, they're your team, they're the team that you follow. So you're obviously pretty knowledgeable about this draft. But I think a lot of the major points I definitely have to agree with you on. Uh, like, they really didn't have much draft capital in this draft. Like, there wasn't really a chance for them to go out and get, like, the best players available because their first pick was at number 49 overall. 
Then their next one was at number 102. So, like, it's not like they had a crazy amount of uh, crazy amount of draft capital right at the top of that board. But, I, like you said, I think Chase Claypool, that DK Metcalf comparison could be a really good one. Uh, again, he's a guy who might might have a little bit of uh, difficulty transitioning to the NFL level just for that first year. Uh, but the Steelers already have some wide receivers. Uh, they already have some guys that could kind of fill in up there while he gets more developed. You know, they already have, like, James Washington, and they've already got uh, – They've already got Juju Smith-Schuster, too. And those are guys that could definitely get it done while he's developing. And they could definitely help him to develop also, as well as that wide receivers coach like you were talking about. Uh, and then, I mean, the other picks, I like the Anthony McFarlane pick, too. I think that they just uh, they need someone who can consistently be there when James Conner can't be because James Conner has already proven to be a little bit injury-prone. Uh, even though he's a, he's been a really talented running back for the Steelers, it's good to have another guy in the room like Anthony McFarlane. Uh who else here? I mean, we've got Kevin Dotson. Kevin Dotson, I think, is a pretty underrated pick. I mean, this guy, he's uh, another like pretty pretty big offensive guard. Uh, and he definitely plays uh, He plays pretty smart at offensive linemen, too. Like, he definitely he recognizes the defensive lineman's techniques pretty well. Uh, and he has some really big uh, – he has some really powerful, like, hand maneuvers, too. So he's, he's definitely – he looked really good on tape, and I think that's a really great selection for the Steelers. They made the best of their picks that they had. Uh, I'm going to give this one an A-, minus, but with the caveat that they couldn't really do, like, it was pretty much impossible for them to get, like, an A or an A-plus with the caveat they had, in my opinion. Like, it was really, they took some of the best players available at each spot. Yeah, definitely. You know, that, my favorite pick, or one of my favorite picks in the entire draft when I was watching, when I saw the Steelers take Chase Claypool, as a Giants fan, I was upset because I wanted this guy so bad because Chase Claypool is an absolute monster if you look at him on the tape. He had 12 touchdowns last year. He's just he's just a big wide receiver, and I think that's just a perfect match for Juju. You know, it'll help bring some coverage off of Juju once uh, Chase Claypool really establishes himself on that team. And I really like the wide receiver core uh, next season for the Steelers. We got Claypool, we have Juju, and we have uh, up-and-coming wide receiver Deontay Johnson as well as James Washington. Obviously, uh, Washington, he isn't anything super special, but he's still a good wide receiver, so is Johnson. So I, I really like this uh, offense for the Steelers. And, uh, you know, like Sincere men mentioned with uh, the running back from Maryland and Anthony McFarlane Jr., he's like a change of pace running back. You know, you guys have uh, you have James Conner and you have uh, Snell and they're both they're kind of like those head on like big like trucks of guys in front of you uh, running backs and obviously Connor's also had a lot of injury issues the last two seasons so I think McFarlane was a good pick there I think he'll be a nice uh, third round back maybe even a starter if uh, Connor keeps getting hurt so I really like this draft for the Steelers they did best with what they had I give it an A in my opinion uh, so yeah that's basically my take on it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Benny Snell there, and I just want to jump in and say that uh, Anthony McFarlane could have been drafted just in a direct response to Benny Snell's season last year, because when Benny Snell needed to produce, he literally looked like he was running with lead feet sometimes. I mean, obviously he runs with power, and he could really run over some guys on the defensive line and at the linebacker core, but he had no explosiveness for that offense. And he was when he was thrust into a bigger role, I don't think that he really showed up the way that the Steelers expected or wanted him to. Uh, and that's why they drafted another running back for this group because I don't think that they, I don't think that they could count on Benny Snell, especially with how sluggish he looked in his uh, NFL, uh, in the chance that he had to break out in the NFL. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. So uh, that just about wraps up our uh, episode on the AFC North and uh, the teams and all their drafts. Uh, Sincere, I want to thank you for uh, coming on and uh, talking, giving some analysis on this. You got anything else you want to say before we sign off? Um, make sure you uh, follow me on Instagram at the underscore Cine Simpson. Once again, I'm going to spell it out for y'all. It's the T-H-E underscore Cine, S-I-N-N-I-E, Sin, S-I-N, and Sin, S-I-N. And that's all lowercase, so. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm all about that uh, self-promotion, love that stuff. I'm going to tag you in the picture once we post this episode up, get all that done. I'll post uh, your socials, all of that, all that good stuff. Uh, Nate, got anything else you want to say, man? I mean, definitely uh, definitely follow my boy Sincere. Uh, definitely show him some love on the Instagram. Uh, and obviously, uh, we thank you so much for listening today. Uh, thank you to Sincere for coming on the episode today. And I hope that everyone, uh, I hope that everyone liked, and I hope that people want to continue to listen to these kind of analysis. We still got a bunch to go. Uh, still got some divisions to analyze, so we'll come at you with those soon. Yeah, definitely. You know, I hope everyone out there is uh, staying safe, staying healthy. We appreciate everyone that listens. Everyone is always uh, loved by uh, Nate and I. We love the support. We appreciate everything. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at QF underscore Nate and Ryan. We post a lot on there, post some fun content, and we post uh, episodes up there too. And we're going to be have, we're gonna have a giveaway uh, coming soon. Make sure you guys are keeping an eye out for that. We will post it on social media. And I hope everyone enjoyed the episode today, and we'll see you guys next time.